Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, and we are on a nice sunny Tuesday in the city of Chicago. Perfect fall day. Oh, that's amazing. And we are four wide with a special guest today, Luke Stuckmar, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, and Michael Cerami from Bleacher Nation. Ooh, oh, let's hey. go. Thank you, thank, thank you, you. Thank you. You do the, uh, the, do the queen, queen wave, wave if you want. Right. I wasn't expecting an applause. <laughs> queen is dead, so maybe we change the wave. So. Yes. Don't let Brett get any like weird ideas that will give him a better applause when he finally gets in here. Though. Yeah, no, you don't need to have him. I'm around. Don't worry, guys. Hey, thanks for coming in. I was trying to uh, remember the last time. I Was it last fall? Did we have you in in springtime, too? Uh, yeah, so it was before the season, I think. Right before the yeah, season, yeah, yeah. right? That's when it was. But I think we only had you in the one time. No, yep. yeah, this is only my second time. time. Oh, it is. Yeah. See, Luke, just his old man I brain. See, and my, brain, my brain's got you in here all the time, in and out. Now <laughs> I know. Well, like you said, you can't remember what you ate last I week. I don't. I can't <laughs> remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> so. Part of it's the lack of sleep. Yeah. Part of it's just, that's me. Uh, uh, all right, so we're going to do our continue our report cards today. Uh, you're going to jump in on the Ian Happ report card. We're grading the Cubs left fielder. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs, and also it appears Dusty Baker is going to hang him up finally as a manager in Major League Baseball, former Cubs manager. Uh, let's start with a little hypothetical, okay? Uh, I've seen you had a couple articles, Bleacher Nation. You and Brett have some stuff out there. An either-or. If if, Michael, if you had to bet your house... Or your kid's uh, college fund. <laughs> and it was either the Cubs will sign Yamamoto this offseason or the Cubs will trade for Juan Soto this offseason. Which do you think is more likely? So this is more likely not like what I would prefer. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I think we can do both. Okay. So starting with more likely, um, it's tough, uh, but I think I – think, <sighs> Trading for Juan Soto is more likely, you know, in part because, as you pointed out, I I have heard that the Cubs are interested in trading for Juan Soto, that that was, quote, very real. That's what I was told. Um, and we pretty much know for sure, for sure, for certain, that the Padres are, like, very eager to shed payroll. Yeah. Um, that's, like, plainly evident. And he's going to make $33 million in his final year of arbitration. Um, they've underperformed they need to reload from trading for him in the first place. So, like, his availability seems very likely, and the Cubs' interest is real. Um, as opposed to Yamamoto, who I think had maybe Marcus Stroman uh, not gotten hurt and, and is likely to pick up his option, or, and or if Kyle Hendricks didn't have a fantastic season and the Cubs are going to want to keep him around, maybe there would have been a higher you know chance of the Cubs signing him. I still think they're going to be interested. We know Jed Hoyer went and scouted him, um, but he's going to be a $200 million pitcher that everyone in baseball is going to want. And I feel like that is a little bit wider of a market than Soto, which will require a lot of money and prospects um, and the position available and the ability to extend him. Like that narrows the field a little bit. So just weighing all those things, I think trading for Soto is more likely. That said, like anything, any one player, it's always extremely unlikely. There's 29 other teams, mm-hmm. or 28 if you're making a trade, that yeah. you know are going to be involved. But that's my long-winded way of saying Juan Soto. Yeah, I, I do think Soto. I do think actually the, I guess in my opinion, the pool of teams that will be trying to trade for Juan Soto is going to be smaller than 
the pool. Cause I, 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 I feel like even though not all 30 teams are really going to have a shot at Yamamoto, they're all going to kick the tires, do some diligence, check in, see see what that would take. As far as Juan Soto, like you know, the A's aren't going to go out and trade for Juan Soto right now. The you know, there there are fewer teams than Yamamoto that are going to trade for Juan Soto. And I think that so, so as far as likelihood goes, I think I would agree with you in the same way. Well, and Anand, you just kind of jogged this for me. It's like also the Giants are not going to make a trade for Juan Soto and the Dodgers are not going to make yeah. a trade for Juan Soto and, and vice versa. The Padres are not going to want to trade him yeah. there. You know what I mean? And those are, and the Padres as the third team who obviously can't trade Soto <laughs> yeah, to themselves just, are one of the more active teams in the last few years. So you're taking out like three huge involvement teams from possibly going after Soto realistically mm-hmm. um, on top of, let's say the nationals who are not going to be involved. Yeah, just because, I mean, you team. can really whittle the list down mm-hmm. the Cubs. Yeah. Will the Cardinals be willing to trade Dylan Carlson this time? I couldn't help myself. That plus all the, the names popping up of the guys they've traded that are impacting throughout the league now is just like so sweet. Like Zach yeah. Gallen, Alcantara and everything. And Garcia. Oh, Zach Gallen? He, he, was a, he was a Cardinal? Back in the day. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Thanks for the reminder. Cash considerations. Cash considerations for that one guy who keeps hitting homers for the Rangers. Some guy. <laughs> Some guy. We'll talk about him later. Uh, uh, what do yeah, you think, Cody? You like you like to to agree with that? I, Soto I, I over think Yamamoto more likely as more likely. I I agree to to what Michael and Ryan said. I, I it does seem a lot easier considering the the Padres, like Michael said, they want to sh- shed payroll. Um, I just I, I guess for me it's just like how much are you gonna have to give up, but I, I don't think you're gonna have to give up as much as like you would have last year because only one year left. He's going to a walk year. You know the Nationals tried to extend him, they didn't work out. Obviously the Padres haven't extended him for probably because they're already paying guys a lot of money, um, and they went all in one year and you know now they're in this you know they really underperformed and now they're in this situation where they want to shred payroll so. Uh, for the Cubs, you know, they're in a spot right now where, you know, as we've talked, they, they need one more big bat if, if, to go with hopefully Cody Bellinger or if it's not Bellinger and they need to, they need to replace Bellinger and then continue to add. Uh, so it, the fit makes more sense to me uh, just because right now, especially if Hendricks does return uh, and, and Stroman opts in, your rotation's pretty full and – I don't. I just. I don't know how the Cubs feel about that in particular, especially with all the guys they have coming up, like Kate Horton and Ben Brown, and you know, obviously Jordan Wicks came up last year and, and made an impact and and stuff. That said, I, I would love to have Yamamoto, but uh, I just think it the fit makes more sense for Soto right now. Um, so yeah, I. I that's when, how I feel. You guys were talking about how there aren't that many teams that could really pull off a Soto deal. Yamamoto somewhat is similar in that we're starting to hear reports, rumors, whatever you want to call it, that he wants a large market team. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously we fit that bill. He's got Seiya Suzuki already on the team, somebody he would know. Once they sign Shohei, now you got <laughs> a couple of guys he knows on the team, <laughs> right? <laughs> He laughs. <laughs> Once they sign yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think there's gonna obviously going to be factors that play into the Cubs' favor. I mean, as far as international players go, like the Cubs are always in oh, the yeah. mix, right? Like Otani themselves, like we're, we're in the mix at the end as far well, they were like the only non-West Coast team yep. involved yep. in that. Only like National the mar- League team. Like you're looking for a big market League. if you're Yamamoto, like 
the Cubs are a huge market. They play in a huge market. You're looking for a big payday. The Cubs have more resources than almost every other team in Major League Baseball. Like a lot of factors that just being the Cubs plays in their favor. Solid defense up the middle for him. Sure, yeah. yeah. But whether no, they go, whether they go after him is like a sign of like kind of what Cody said is like, are, is Marcus Stroman opted in? Have they re-signed Hendricks? Like, how do they feel about the rotation and the depth or whatever? All, as well as like, have they been able to re-sign Cody Bellinger or not? I think there's a lot of factors, but if you're just taking it down to like the nitty gritty, the Cubs should be a team as if they want to go for Yamamoto to be in that mix as long as they can be. I think. Yeah, I mean, and and. <laughs> You know, the the difficult part. It's it's so hard. Like, how do you guys? How do you, I'm sure you've talked about this. So sorry to rehash it if you haven't. But like, or if you have. But Stroman coming back. It if it prevents the Cubs from getting Yamamoto, one that's dumb. That shouldn't mm-hmm. be why you don't go after a right. 25 year old, um, even if he costs 200 million. Stroman's sure. one year. Yeah. But I I am having like this crazy cognitive dissonance of like. Actually, Strowman on a one-year, $21 million deal is like not that terrible no, of an outcome. Um, and it's not like any of us were talking about Yamamoto last year. Who knows who else is going to be available or mm-hmm. come up or be, you know, be a surprise. And um, between I, – I feel pretty comfortable that Hendricks is going to have a solid year. I mm-hmm. think Tyone's really – I mean, it's so not cool to say, but kind of had a fine second half. Like if he <laughs> does that the whole year, you're – feeling okay about think, that he's definitely Steel, a big bounce back candidate yeah down. definitely Steel is gonna probably just be fine and good um mm-hmm. and so your, rota- your rotation's kind of good then and it's or it's okay and when you have guys like Ben Brown or Caden Horton who are like clearly right there knocking on the door I don't know I I don't I don't sweat it that much I I feel like putting the resources towards Soto makes a little bit more sense no, to me that's fair well a guy that would play for you six seven days a week is a guy that I, I'd rather have the everyday player who yeah. has the super high ceiling and might hit 47 home runs, 48 home yeah, runs. Yeah. Like, I'll take that guy. You're going to yes. be an MVP candidate I'd rather have the, yeah. the everyday and guy. I, I don't know if you guys are saying that. Like, have, has the entire Cubs Twitter world forgotten who Juan Soto is? Yeah. <laughs> I see so many comments that are like, yeah. well, you know, I, you guys brought me on the show today because I love Ian Happ so much, right? <laughs> if I <laughs> – if people are like, well, we have Ian Happ. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's Juan Soto. Yeah, it's Juan Soto. Yeah. Jersey won't be worn as often yeah. if they have yeah. Soto. Exactly. There was there was articles like last year or when he was traded that were like Juan Soto is this generation's Ted Williams. And and people are like, well, Seiya Suzuki had a really strong second half. Like it's Juan, yeah, it's Juan Soto. Soto. He's, Juan's he's 25, still, yeah, right? He's so young. He is the he, the Cubs have a great foundation. They're lacking superstar right now. Yeah. Juan Soto's a bona fide immediate Everyday magnetic personality superstar. Yeah, I think it's one of those where if you have the opportunity and you have the ability to pull it off, like it's something that like Jed always talks about, and David Ross always talks about. As far as like you want as many good players as you can, yeah. you figure it out after that. Like if you can go get Juan Soto, you do it and figure out how he fits and how everyone fits around him later. If you have to trade a guy or whatever, or you, you know whatever you have to do, if you can go get Juan Soto and it's you're not depleting your farm system, right? Because you're not right. going to have to with they're Juan not, Soto, right? not going to have as to. Long as, as long as you have the ability to pull it off and you're comfortable with what you're giving up, you go do it and just figure out how that fits later. And I'm not saying it's going to fit to the best of the ability. We've seen, we saw with the Padres, right? Like, they had all these guys and didn't do a whole lot. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't make the playoffs. Like, it, you have to figure it out eventually, but you, if you have the opportunity, you go get that guy and then 
let you let your future people uh, handle the, the issue yeah. that comes with that issues, quote unquote, because it's not really an issue. My next question is exactly what Eva Wax is saying. What if you're only getting them for one year? Like, I don't know what the terms of the deal are. First of all, I would hope that if I'm sending great prospects over to get Juan Soto, that I've also worked out a multi-year deal with. Yeah with his guy and you're you've got him locked up long term I don't I'll be honest with you I don't I like Juan Soto but I don't really see the point in trading for him for one year other than maybe you are more likely to get that guy to re-sign with you sure maybe but I don't I don't want to give up all the prospects this is where we were like a year ago before he went to the Padres I was like I don't want to give up all the prospects you just told me you needed two years to accumulate to get Juan Soto and then lose him a year later to go play for the Dodgers. Like, sure. Not well, into that. Well, that's also what we're saying now is that you're not – like, whatever the price was at the trade deadline 2022 is not going to be the tr- the price winter yeah, it, of after 2023 anymore. It's 50x less. Yeah. That was two and a half years, three playoffs Yeah, potentially. Seasons. Yeah. yeah, and less money. You're getting one year at $33 million. It's yeah. it. I feel like there's a huge disconnect in what people expect that deal to cost and what it will actually what cost. It, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what it won't cost because, you know, the Cubs have a lot of valuable prospects, and any one of those guys can be the particular player the Padres want and whatever. This sort of deal does not cost you Pete Crow Armstrong. It does not cost you Cade Horton, and it probably doesn't cost you Shaw. Like, it, yeah. it just... And those are, to me, the Cubs' top three. Maybe Alcantara, maybe Owen Casey, depending how you feel. Maybe one of those guys is going to be in it. It's not multiple of those guys. Mm-hmm. Th- those types of prospects do not get traded anymore. We just haven't been involved in any of sort of these deals since they were, you know, included in those sort, yeah. of, in sort of trades, like in 2015 and 2016 when guys were throwing around Addison Russell, Russell, you know, who was like a, the number two prospect in baseball. That doesn't happen. Glaber Torres, Eloy Jimenez, like those. That's why we all think that these guys are on. They're not on the table for a Juan Soto trade mm-hmm. for one not year for of one a guy year. that makes thirty-three million dollars. It doesn't matter that he's great. He is great. It will cost someone that you know and like someone inside the Cubs top ten at least for sure. Um, but it'll probably be some combination of a big league contributor that maybe is redundant by the addition of Juan Soto. I'm not saying this is it but it's like maybe somebody like Christopher Morrell or Patrick Wisdom someone who might otherwise take DH spots let's say um, a starting pitcher like a guy like Hayden Wesneski or whatever maybe something like that and then one prospect that's what we're talking about it's not like you know Cade Horton and PCA have to go it's just a different world especially when the guy makes so much money I, I don't think it'll be as painful and for the you know billionth time it's like when when again when i was pushing the cubs to, to extend ian hat um and people were like well what about brennan davis where's brennan davis yes i mean you can't do this juan soto's 24 and a half years old or whatever he is yeah. i do not i love owen casey i think he's going to be a stud but juan soto is like the, one of the greatest yeah. players of our of this time right now it doesn't matter if you have to trade him. you know you, you just got to be okay with that um the extending thing is hard because, yes, if you don't get that guarantee, it makes it a little bit more complicated. But at the same time, you're not you're only trading for the one year. The Padres can't offer you uh, the the extra years of the contract. Right. They don't have that to sell. They don't get that, you know, in their in their inventory. Yeah. So so that's not 
that's more of a Cubs calculus thing about how they feel. You know what I mean? Um, yes, you, are, you do want him more than just one year. But honestly, even if you got him for just next year, that's not a terrible – and then you could see if you can extend him. I'm, I'm saying if, the, if he was like, I accept this trade or the Padres accept the trade, but I'm not talking an extension, I want to hit free agency – you still have uh, Juan Soto for an extremely crucial year next year for the Cubs, in my opinion, mm-hmm. where they could probably do well, win the division, and, and see what happens. And you have that leg up on trying to extend uh, a guy that will probably get, you know, if it, if it wasn't for Otani this year, maybe the biggest free agent deal in MLB history. So that's valuable, too, because it, it gives you that leg up on what he wants. You get to sell him on Chicago, get to sell him on the team. He probably has a good year. I think anyone that lives here knows that this is a great city, mm-hmm. and most of the players that play at Wrigley love it. You know, there's a lot of value there, too. You just don't have to pay for that value. Yeah. You shouldn't have to. Why not dream big, Cody? If it's, it, like, like you're saying, if it's only a one-year deal and you don't have to give up as much and it costs you Hayden Wisniewski and it costs you uh, – who would be – Let's say it's Owen Casey because he's had a, he's had a great mm-hmm. or Al Contra, one of those guys. One year, okay, it costs you the thirty-three million. Why not make yourself a re- why not make yourself next year's Rangers? Why not make yourself next year's Phillies? Go out, make the trade. It costs you a prospect. It costs you one of your young pitchers. Still re-sign Bellinger to play first base or center. Bellinger's at first, PCA's in center. Juan Soto's your DH. And then still go get a pitcher. Spend like a real team. Yeah. You know, I, I sat there and laughed at the Rangers last year. I was one of those people that was like, ah, look at that. They spent all that money. It did nothing. Sure, it could happen to the Mets this year. It did. But a year later, it did work. Yeah. So why, why not be a real team? Why not? Somebody in there said, let's, let's dream big. Yamamoto and Soto. That, that's another one that's, that should be realistic for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I mean, I, as you know, I've been sitting here saying that I have high expectations for this winner. Like, I yeah. I want to go into next year thinking NLCS or bust for this team, man. Like, they, they, they you know, the, however you think about how they tore this thing down, like your opinion about it or whatever, we're here now. And yeah. Michael already named off all these prospects. Like, the farm system is as healthy as it's been since mm-hmm. I was in college, all right? And Since the last core. I mean, yes. it is easily right up there with what it was like then. Exactly. So, like, you, you fix that. You have a nice nucle- nucleus with Horner, Swanson, uh, you know, Happ and Suzuki. And, you, and you're pitching. Steel. And, and Steele, yeah. And you're, the pitching is on the rise. Like, this is the perfect offseason to really be a team like the Rangers were or have been the last two offseasons. Like, yeah, the Rangers signed Simeon and, and Seager two years ago, but this past winter they had a they added Degrom. He's not even helping them because yeah. of an injury. But like they they did they did a lot this past offseason too. Two consecutive offseasons where they've spent a lot of money. Um, and then obviously we mentioned the Phillies and and you know t- teams like that that are you know taking that big step. And it obviously it's a you know actions speak louder than words thing from ownership in the front office like i know a lot of people question like can jed make like a, a big move like that like you know swanson was it was a great deal like it, it and it and it's paid off so far but like when is this franchise going to give someone a 200 plus million dollar contract yeah. man when it, when is that going to happen because if this if this organization is going to get back to the promised land then that that's just what it's got to what they got to do now like the 
the the value of players and contracts and stuff it just continues to rise like swanson getting uh seven years 177 million is 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 not much comparably to a lot of guys no. i mean and i still think it was more than projections were saying like before obviously before he yeah, signed like, it mm-hmm. was more but like i i remember doing this when he first signed like like it's actually a lot less money so he came in second to Hayward, who was 184 in Cubs franchise history. Yeah, right. Um, but I think he was actually even closer to Lester at 155 when you account for inflation and the change sure. in his relation to the top, uh, his deals relation to the top deals of the market yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Like, you know, we skipped over a whole hundred million dollars. Like, we went from like 150 to 200 million dollar deals straight to like 300 and 350 mm-hmm. million dollar deals. Yeah. It, it was like there was like two guys in between. It was Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg who yeah. got like 245 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they got. Yeah. And then everyone else started getting these big deals. And like, you know, I'm I'm looking at comments and people were like, you can't trade Alcantara. And it's like, yeah, but you also can't trade Owen Casey. And you also can't trade. Uh, right. We can't trade any of the guys. I mean, well, our, bar, our friend Barb thinks that Stucky's on edibles because he wants to give them all. <laughs> yeah, right. she's mad. Stucky must be on edibles. He would have traded PCA for Shohei. Yes, I would have. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, if I yeah. could have Otani, I would yeah. trade PCA. Yeah. I think again today. I think we've like we've talked about we talked about the prospects and stuff when Juan Soto was first on the trade block uh, last year, last season, 2022, and I understand like prospects are great and the amount of like very good prospects the Cubs have brought up like is like exciting in a way. But they're also just prospects, yeah. and they've never touched foot, set foot on a major league baseball field. They never played a major league baseball game. Hitters have never seen, uh, you know, unless they played in WBC, right? They've never seen major league pitching, and pitching prospects have never seen major league hitters, right? Yep. It's a, it's the biggest step in baseball to go from triple, even triple A, to the major leagues, and you see how many top or upper tier prospects end up fizzling out like or just yeah. don't 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 Matt Mervis a whole lot was not a factor this year yeah, yeah. so so I mean it's, he wasn't it was <laughs> maybe it was a little unlucky didn't get a fit but like your yeah, point yeah. Is, you know what I mean like yeah so I think my so like my two main things is like they're still just prospects and until they prove something at the major league level I'm I'm okay with giving up however many are needed I'm not saying throw them all at them right. but however many are needed to get a guy like Juan Soto who is young who is younger than some of those prospects and has been an MVP candidate multiple years in his career already yeah. and to I already forgot what number two was never mind someone someone well, take it from me while I, while I think of it uh, Barbara says you need young players he is sure. young he is, yeah, he's gonna be 25 tomorrow okay. tomorrow he's he younger 25. than Matt Mervis oh, yeah so my second point was I, I, I also think part of it is the Cubs just didn't have young players in the last core. They couldn't bring up mm-hmm. rookies and prospects to supplement the roster because they, they just didn't do a great job of doing that, whether it was drafting or developing, whatever. They didn't do a great job. Now the Cubs farm system is in a much, much healthier place with, with guys who could contribute at the big league level that even if you have to give up some of those higher-tier uh, higher guys like an Owen Casey or a Kevin Alcantara, I believe the Cubs are confident that even if they have to do that, there will be another Owen Casey coming in. Right, there will exactly. be another Kevin Alcantara coming in. Just because you give those two guys away, if you have to, doesn't mean that they'll never be replaced in the system. The Cubs and, and what they've done, is obviously as far as the, the pitching infrastructure, but even just overall development and, and player development stuff, the Cubs, I believe, are confident in what they have going in their minor league system that they can 
uh, find new guys, whether that's through the draft or the international free agency, that can eventually replace those guys in your system, right? Your 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 fifth or sixth or seventh prospect in your system because they they have done so much work in that. So I think just because like, and it would obviously hurt if like Kevin Alcantara becomes this all-star player, right? But like the Cubs have to be confident that if they can do that, they can do what they say they're doing at the minor league system, that they'll be able to replace yep. what he is as a prospect right now. I, I think that that's another reason why you have to be okay with giving up prospects, even the ones that you like a lot. You yeah. have to have some stones at some point. Like, you, you've got to go and take some chances. You can't just constantly sit there and say, well, in three years when the prospects get here, or when two years in the – we keep doing that. I don't have that many years left, guys. We, eventually, you got to start making some moves. you got to spend money, and you have to make moves. We've had a nice stretch of losing. I hope everybody enjoyed it. It should be over, period. Yeah. It should be over right now. And, and teams, like, teams like the Dodgers uh, are never afraid to, one, trade prospects because they're never afraid to do it, yeah. and, two, they never ever say well we already have a good player at they never do that every time we look at the dodgers they're like how are they going to play all these guys and guess what happens they win 106 games because somebody got hurt somebody didn't have a great Mm -hmm. season somebody had uh, a better use of talent elsewhere on the field i mean we got to evolve and and we're all so stuck in what theo epstein told us in 2012 about like how to build a team and it's changed it's it's so much longer later and and i I mean i don't i don't want to say we but like i feel that pull and on the way we used to think building a team what it meant and what would the right way to do it and and it has changed and other teams have shown us other ways to get there and the cubs have built up uh like you said a nucleus of players at the big league level level that are ready to contribute right now they have some money coming off the books this year some money coming off the books next year they have a ton of prospects there's a lot of pitchers available in free agency and some big trades to be made it is the perfect time uh and they just demonstrated growth this year in actually winning more games on the field it is the perfect time to go out and be aggressive and be bold and be relevant again uh and because they haven't been in a long time now they need to have a bigger offseason than they had last year. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the, the hard thing. To, last year, when you really look at the money they spent, they spent a lot of money. It was a big offseason just signing Dansby Swanson and making some other moves. Bellinger turned out to be a great move. But that's the type of move they've got to make. If that guy ends up being Juan Soto for a year for a couple prospects, that's what it's got to be. Right. It's not like that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, so you trade for Juan Soto, and he has an MVP year for the Cubs next year, and he leaves. It, that's not nothing. We got to enjoy that whole year of Juan Soto being awesome and mm-hmm. maybe helping the Cubs win something. Yeah. Like, does anyone feel really bad about the $18 million or whatever the Cubs spent on Cody Bellinger? No, it was awesome to have yeah. Cody Bellinger this year. It, you can do both things. And you say, people say, well, they, they should have the, the front line on getting the, the head start on getting Bellinger because now we know he likes Wrigley. He, na- he likes playing or he likes the guys on the team. Cool. The other side's true, too. If you're thinking about man, I don't want to spend $400 million, but I don't really know what this guy's made up of. But the White Sox ran into that problem. They, they gave money to all these guys they didn't know what they really were made up of inside mm, here. Sure. You get Juan Soto for a year, and you want to decide if you're going to give him $400 million? Put him in your locker room for a year and find out if, you, if he's got it in here as well as out on the field. That's an yeah. awesome point. Totally agree with that. Really it's like that. It's a two-way that. street on, on the relationship. You can find out about him as much as he can find out about you. Uh, what the Cubs are looking for, guys, is a hero. For instance, 
Hero Bread. Pause. Applause, please. Applause. Thank oh, you. Hero Bread. Uh, <laughs> Big of you. I liked Cred- it. That was Credit good. to you. Credit to me. It was it was yet again another A plus wait, wait. transition. Guys, can I say it? Can I say it? Big of you. Big of you. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, to you. Hero bread. Let me tell you about it, guys. Here it is. First of all, I'm not I'm not a carb counter. Uh, I'm not looking for something always super nutritional. But this stuff is not only going to help you with the carbs and protein and extra fiber. You're going to look at this and you're going to say, "Wow, is this stuff fluffy?" Oh, is this stuff soft? The bread is incredible. And not only is it just bread, and it's tasty, flavorful, fluffy, like I said, they also have tortillas and buns. And the tortillas, whoa. Zero net carbs on those tortillas. Oh. Zero. Zero? Bingo. Wait, like no net carbs? Zero net carbs on the tortillas. (laughs) Zero sugar per slice on the high fiber bread. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Yeah, this is real life. Stay in your seat. Oh, my God. I love this video. This is Uh, real life. And the discount code is CHGO for 10% off at Hero.co. That's C-O. So they make the sliced breads, the buns, the tortillas. Don't miss out. Secondary nutrition, fewer calories than the leading national brand, 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. And right now, Hero Bread, I said it, offering the CHGO family 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co. And use the code CHGO to save on Hero Bread. That's Hero, H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Uh, so we got playoff baseball tonight. You can go place a bet uh, at Circus Sports uh, if you're interested in, uh, you know, having a stake in the game, right? Circus Obviously, Sports. that's what I do. That's how, right. I, that's how I've gotten through this entire month watching postseason baseball without the Cubs. Uh, and your 50 straight days of football. Yeah, well, 50, you know, we're day 20 of 50 straight <laughs> days of football. I have not taken one second of it for granted. <laughs> um, but one, one of the few reasons I love uh, Circa is they strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use like minus 115, minus 120, um, which forces you in some aspects to place, put more money down to get a return that you might want if your bet wins which can be annoying because sometimes we all just want to use the same unit, right? But because of some, if, if it's minus 115 or minus 120, it's, it makes it a little bit of an, an annoyance. So when most of them are at minus 110, it, it's even, right? That, that makes it, 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 makes, it makes life easier. Um, you know, they, Circa does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players so uh, we encourage betters to download and explore all sports betting apps available but the again the they don't take away from people who are on a heater like perhaps i was this week right right uh and then finally the uh, the, the one of the great things about it or about circa is there are no chat bots man they they will if you have an issue you need to talk to someone they will talk you you will talk to someone straight from uh their re- casino and resort in vegas and uh that's that's different from a lot of sportsbooks, which use chatbots and stuff like that. So uh, download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. Uh, if you or someone you know may have a gambling problem, call Winnie and her gambler, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. 
How beautifully do done. Beautifully done. Thank you. Uh, we are, say. We're here with Michael Cerami of Bleacher Nation, and it's, not, it's time to break out the report cards. We saved Ian Happ just because we knew you were coming in today. Ian Happ. I, I don't think we anyone were gonna stands do Ian Happ more than, yeah. than Cerami. Well, we were going to do it last week, and you were like, we need to hold that. We need to hold Happ. Credit to me. Credit to you. Big of you. Uh, so, report cards. I, I wish I could remember what I gave him last year. But again, I can't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. So, remembering my grade for Hap last year, not good. I don't know what it was. I'm going to guess it was like B, B+. Plus. I don't think I gave out any A's last year. I don't think I gave an A- minus to anybody. But if I did, wouldn't Hap, Hap probably would have been high on that list. Yeah. If, I was, if I'm thinking back of my grades a year ago... All-star, gold glove, how would Hap not been pretty close to the very top of that list? Yeah, Stroman had a good second half last, mm-hmm. last yeah. year. From uh, my memory, Nico is the only one I gave an A last year. Nico I think Hap might have got like an A- minus or something from me. He was right there, yeah. Me yeah. too, just the lack of power. Yeah. Right. And he didn't win a gold glove. Could have. An all-star. An all-star. So... Sarah, we need the full reveal. We, we didn't get Michael's vote on this because we're going to get his commentary on this. We all went Bs. We went straight across B. Is that, is that too low of a grade? I'm, I'm curious. See, Barb in the chat has given half an A. Godfather. Godfather always negative. C+. Plus. C+. Big disappointment. Big disappointment and C+. Plus don't really go together in my Oh, mind. man. Hap, uh, C from Donnie. Garrett, B+. Plus. I mean, they're... They're really all over. Here's one, the one thing I want to say about Ian Hat before we all say why we gave him B's and find out what, what Michael would give him. Just remember, he's not the one deciding he's batting third. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, <laughs> just remember, he may not be a three hitter. It's not his fault that he was batting there. Yeah. So if that's, if that's your argument, stop it there. Yeah. The Cubs could just have better players and then he could yes. bat seventh and be the best seventh hitter in baseball or whatever. Not well, the best, but. So I went with the B because, and me and Luke, we realized this sometime in like August or September, but Ian Happ essentially put up the same season as last year. He didn't make the all-star team this year and he's, you know, he's a gold glove finalist, which I think we were all surprised, but whatever. If he Uh, regressed anywhere, it was defensively. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I know that... And yet still finished as a gold glove finalist. Yeah. Which I know, I know what you're saying, (laughs) but it's like... If you go and look at the left fielders, it's because <laughs> the worst players defensively play there a yeah, lot of the time. So. Right. But for me, it's, again, you, it's not his fault he's hitting third. And I know the reason that people are giving him a C or a C plus or that are down on him, it's because he didn't come through in a lot of high leverage situations, it felt like. Um, but, again, he had a 3.5 F4 this year. He had a 3.6 F4 last year in 2022. Uh, he hit 248 this year, um, 271 the year before. So, okay, batting average is down a little bit. But his on-base percentage was 360 this year, 342 the year before. Uh, slugged 430, 440 the year before. Again, about the same. 118 weighted runs created plus, 120 last year. What's the difference? Uh, he had the highest walk rate of his career. He got on base. 21 homers this year, 86 uh, runs scored and 84 RBIs all higher than the year before when he was an all-star mm-hmm. and was clearly the best player on the team. Um, I think what feels different this year is that 
yes, the Cubs need more better, like more good players. But in 2022, it was very clear who were the good players on the Cubs. And you saw a little bit of like you saw improvement all across the board this year. And the fact that Ian Happ, you know, being in a lot of those high leverage spots that he didn't come through in um, definitely puts a damper on it a little bit. I'm someone who thought that he would really excel in that one or two hole, or if you moved him down to five or six, if he's in one of those four spots, I think that fans aren't nearly as down on him as they are right now. And admittedly, I've sat on this show and was like, why are we hitting Ian Happ third? Is is this done yet? And it just never was. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But you look at the individual numbers, I don't know how anyone can be down or disappointed in the guy. The guy is a very good baseball player that, again, a year ago, we were, like, searching for good baseball players. So and, and I, I keep, can't complain. I, yeah, I see comments like this, like, he's not, he wasn't making what he is now, so you expect... 20 million is it's not 2015 people make 30 and 35 and 38 yeah. and 43 million now a 20 million dollar player is a gold glove finalist left fielder with a 120 rated runs created plus and one of the top five walk rates in baseball like that's what it costs to have a guy like that on your team it's the entire league this is why i always stand ian hap I, I swear this is the only reason and i'll do it for the next cubs player that this applies to so Rarely is there a player whose value to the team is so disproportionately um, appreciated by fans compared to other guys, and it has everything to do with whatever their like first experiences with the players. So, for example, here's gonna get me in trouble. Jamer Candelario had a great first three games with the Cubs, and then wasn't good the rest yeah. of the time, and he was hurt for a lot of it, and he didn't contribute a lot. And it, I dare you to say one bad thing about Jamer Candelario in like early September. It was like he, like, what are you talking about? He's the greatest thing that's ever happened. He's yeah. Nick Castellanos. No, it wasn't close. <laughs> but but because that was their first experience, we get stuck in these loops, and it's and it's a very famous type of bias but Ian Happ has just been a steady 20% better than league average contributor he lowered his uh, strikeout rate increased his walk rate and then just looking at like the expected stats like first of all his WOBA this year was higher than last year and his ex-WOBA this year 349 last year 306 he was a better player this year by 40 points of Wolba expected. Now you sound like Brendan Miller right now. I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he just, that is good. And yeah. when he shouldn't have been batting third, I agree, um, or the Cubs needed to have better players. And against lefties, that was the big disappointment yeah. for me this yeah. year. That was a huge letdown of what we expected. Based off what he did the year before. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's... That's a huge bummer, and that that's what drags it down for me. For my grade, it was the right-handed, or, yeah, right-handed, like, versus lefty, Splits from from the season before. I mean, you look, 2022, because we thought he'd like turned a pretty solid corner from there. Uh, he hit 305, had a 350 on base, 788 OPS uh, in 2022. Like those are all solid numbers from the right side. We know he bats lefty more often than not. That's just kind of how mm-hmm. things play out with switch hitters. Uh, but then this season he hit 225, a 309 on base, and a 694 OPS. So all worse numbers um, versus left-handed pitchers this year than than what he did last year when he was an All-Star. And like you said, like that was the disappointing thing for me, and that's why I I. I pretty confident I gave him like an A minus last year that's why his grades lower um the defense definitely regressed or he just had a a a worse defensive season this year than he did last year 
it was still wasn't like completely off. It was just it was just okay, maybe fine, right right in the middle. Um, and as we said, with like I guess just an indictment on the left fielders in the National League that it was right. still good enough for uh, Gold Glove finalists. But uh, yeah, it was more the the as a right-handed hitter versus lefties that that's the way the numbers regressed for me this year. I think that's that's why my grade is going to be lower this year. That's why I mean it's a B is like you guys have said a B is still. I, for me, a B is fine because he had a fine season. He wasn't. Yeah. He was slightly better in some areas. Pretty much the same in a lot more areas that he was in his All Star year last year. Um, the whole, the whole batting third thing. I agree with you guys. I think that the the position itself, the the perception is that this guy needs to be one of your main run scores, right? Your main uh, guys and and you know when you look at Ian Happ, he's such a patient hitter, and I think that's a great thing for him. Is his on base percentage is so high, he's willing to take his walks. He's he knows the strike zone. He's not going to chase too badly. Um, but in a I guess in a position where you're expecting guys to just put the ball in play and drive in a bunch of runs, not take a walk when there's guys on first and second, like that's not what a lot of people want to see in that position. So I think it's kind of like that, yeah, maybe he shouldn't be a three-hitter, but that doesn't mean his season was bad because yeah, he right. did it. Ju- it's the juxtaposition. Yeah. It's like putting a picture of a growling dog yeah. next to Ian Happ, and now all of a sudden he's the growling dog just because he was third. But if you put the smiling dog next to him, all of a sudden everybody <laughs> loves it. Well, it's not his fault he was batting third. Look And look at this. So 67 plate appearances categorized as high leverage, according to fan graphs. Yep. You guys know what he slashed this year in those positions? 286, 448, 449, 148 weighted runs created plus in high leverage situations. Yeah. Once again, he actually isn't that unclutch. He, he is just really good at taking walks in those situations, yeah. which coincidentally was right before Cody Bellinger was hitting for most of the year. So against right-handed pitchers, it was... He was fine. He was good. I think. I I think what the like, and this isn't really a clapback at it. It's just more of like, there was times it felt like where you felt like he was trying to walk instead of yeah. drive well, in that's runs. Fair. And I, like, well, I, I, then I think that's I, what I was saying is like that he's not a. Uh, like in a position like a bottom of it like you know a, a position where mm-hmm. oh like there's a guy in second and third less like to put the ball in play try to get a run and whatever but Ian Happ is comfortable taking his walk there because he knows I mean get, taking a walk there is better than striking out right like, yeah, like he, that's what Reds fans used to get mad at Joey yeah. Votto for they literally would get on Joey Votto for taking too many it's like you're it's Joey Votto. You're you're you're, I, you're getting on base. You're not getting it out. You're getting on base. You're giving the guy behind you a better chance to, to score more runs, right? Right. <laughs> but I, I but I also understood where people were coming from. I also understood where people were coming from as far as like they just wanted to see the ball put in play, get a run yes. in, whatever. I mean, and there is value to put the ball. Totally. That's why Nico Horner can hit, yeah. hit way less, but he appears to have so yeah, much value, exactly. and, he, and it's and, he Which, does. And, it, and it's very fair, and that's why I say like maybe Ian Happ in that position where people are expecting the most, some of the most runs on the team to come from. Yeah, as that's that's why not he doesn't fit in that role because he's fine taking a walk and working that count, and and if he gets him, he gets on base, he gets on base, and hopefully the guy behind him can can drive the guy, the guys in. Like if, he's comfortable with that, he's fine doing that, and that's. I think that yeah, you said the juxtaposition. Like I think people just expect him to be this guy that's always just gonna try to swing and put the ball in play and score some runs, and that's not always what he he's done. That's is not it B too does. low? Is it B too low? No, no, I don't think it is. is it I think, too high. I, I think I think that uh, because of expectations set up in uh, 
the prior year in 2022. And even if we're being honest, I don't know if you guys remember this, the beginning of the year, he still ended up with like one of the highest walk rates and a really good OBP. He had like an over four, Oh five on base percentage, like into June yeah. this year. Like, and so he, he did come down to earth a little bit because for a while he was like elite at getting on base. And then he ended up just very good at getting on base. Um, I think a B is perfectly fine. And I guess what I'm really getting at is that for me, a B for a 28 year old, $20 million a year left fielder is like beautiful. That's like, mm. if your whole team was Ian Happ, the Cubs would have the best offense in baseball and they'd have a 120 weighted run play. you know, like yeah. that's, if everyone could be him, then you're happy. So it's just like directing all of your anger on that guy is so disproportionate to the value he provides the team. But it is funny. I got to say, like, I do this. I got, it's almost like my character now. I'm just the Ian Happ guy. And um, I don't think you might related. be related. Yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. related. It'd be his brother. <laughs> I, I just think that like, I don't remember what I gave Ian Hab last year either, but what Mike was saying based off, like, the expectation for him coming in this year after what he did last year and it and how it stuck out so much because the roster was so different and not nearly as good as it was this year. It's, again, like, when we looked up the stats in at the end of August or beginning of September, Luke, I, I know you remember whatever show it was, and I looked it up and I was like, these numbers yeah. are literally the same as last year credit to cody he did i couldn't believe it i honestly couldn't believe it and i just think it comes down to the fact that he just shouldn't be hidden in the three hole and and next year when when they add juan soto or whoever it is to be either in front of bellinger or whoever i'm i hope Going in next year, Ian Happ is is, is looked at as the leadoff hitter or the or the two the two hole hitter. Makes so much sense yeah. as the leadoff guy. I, yeah. I don't really know why they didn't even try that. It, they had the highest the on base percentage on the team, and he was hitting third. Like I, I don't, I yeah. personally don't. Unless get it. he doesn't like it for some reason. By the way, when we do grade the chat, and it's going to be soon, Barb is getting five stars because mm-hmm. of this. Maybe trade Madrigal and Brendan Davis for Soto. I'm, I'm totally with that, Barb. <laughs> I agree. I don't even know Barb, who the one guy is, but I'd trade him for Barb Soto. is that that is a very don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> she uh, looked him up. Scenario. She said, I like it. He looks pretty good. We could trade for him. Uh, Chris, the super chat. I want to keep Alcantara for the sauce. Oh, that's was earlier. That like was earlier. Sauce. Sorry we missed that. I like the sauce. I, I apologize, he does have Chris. the vibes. You know, I'm uh, a big vibes guy. I know. Just He's don't cool. pass whatever you pass on, don't pass on the Goose Island. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You, uh, you you dabble in the Goose Island every once in a while, Mike? Uh, yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Goose Island. <laughs> he loves the it. The answer is yes. I yes. don't drink water. I drink <laughs> Goose Island. Brush my teeth with it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I got to tell you about the Go- teeth and then he rinses it out with Goose Island. That's right. <laughs> that's that's well, the way. Well, I got to tell you about Goose Island Beer Company. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. I keep comparing it. Like, I look at the 2016 Cubs World Series roster. I think their beer roster is better. Goose Island's. Mm. They got the wow. Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pilsner, which Cody, that's his uh, yeah. that's his drink of choice when he does the beer bat chug, yeah. the Full Pocket Pills. I'm a 312 guy myself. Um, grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Guys, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you because Ray, Chevy, and Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. We're talking to the team at Ray, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. 
it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. Now, we found in many other cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership, saying things like, hey, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? You look like a farmer. Are you a farmer? In most cases, the answer is no. And that's when the other dealers try to raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for which you may make that price even lower than what you see online. And as one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their trucker treat savings event because 0% is back and now available on the new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle. So come on into Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with a Ray Price promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads, trucker treat. Evil wax. 1963 was just a few years before you were born. That is correct. (laughs) Uh, Many years after. Uh, Evil wax said maybe we could trade Brendan for Soto. I'll only accept that trade if Juan Soto can make graphs. I need graphs in my articles. This well-oiled machine can't work without the graphs. Because <laughs> if we lose Brennan and we don't have graphs, then they're yeah. going to start asking me to do graphs. And, uh, like, is Juan that. Soto a pitch doctor? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> we are uh, already over time, so we got a, just a couple minutes here. Uh, what did you think of Game 7? Uh, I know Cody's favorite part of the Adolis Garcia 12 RBIs in three games is that he's a former Cardinal. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you didn't know, he was traded for ca- cash considerations. <laughs> DFA and traded for cash considerations. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. That was my favorite part of Game 7. But I, I will say this. Uh, this Rangers team is fun to watch. And oh, very I think fun, that's, man. Evan you know, Carter's awesome. Corsi, like, I'm just happy to see the Astros are out. <laughs> yeah, the Astros losing. To go on the road and great. win two games. Like, huh. Was, Max Scherzer pitching again. That's yeah. Mizzou legend right there. Can't you know? He went to Mizzou. I don't oh, know. Yeah. oh yeah. Oh, did you don't, go to Mizzou? Don't give me oh, that. Also oh oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't bring that. it up enough, but I do. they don't play this week, by the way. No, they don't. They're uh, by. Big of you to know, Luke. Dusty Baker going to hang him up. Seventy-four years old. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. First of all, I think Dusty gets a little too much blame for what went down uh, during his Cubs tenure. I think he's a pretty good manager, and he was the right manager for the Astros at the right time. Mm-hmm. Congrats to him on a great career. Wish it would have worked out with the World Series for the Cubs. Um, if I'm still working, doing podcasts at 74, I'd be pretty surprised. Not because you guys won't still be here. 74 is pretty old to still be working, no matter what you're doing. No, you Hats will. Up. 74. You will, you will be Grandpa I'd still be here 23 years from now. You will be Grandpa Stucky at that point. Yeah. 23 Ex- more years. We'll be sitting here drinking Goose Island together. Yeah, podcast won't even be a thing I'll in twenty-three be, years. You know, you'll I'll, just put a you just put a contact lens just, in and watch whatever you're oh, watching. And you'll, yeah, you'll have to return for my. I'll be my fiftieth birthday. You'll have to return for that. Make the return to my fifty. If I were twenty-three more years, I could show up for your fiftieth birthday party. <laughs> we could talk about our favorite parts of the last like fifty years or whatever. I'd ride in on my scooter, my electric scooter. Yeah, yeah, Did you guys see Spider-Man 28? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my it's God. still not as good as uh, that Batman movie, uh, yeah. Dark Knight, though. Oh, no, absolutely not. Dark Knight's <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, and that that will forever be, like, uh, the most, like, uh, the most fair or the, the 
the most. You got this. God, I can't. You wait, hold on. Come on, you got it. Come you on. Got it. That will be one Start of the over. few takes that me and Ryan ever agree with. Uh, dark, the, the Dark Knight yeah, is one is one of the greatest movies of all time. It well, I it is the greatest movie of all time. So do we <laughs> I, do we truly listen, agree? It's up there for me. <laughs> That's People, the 23, uh, 50 and twenty three years. Oh shine. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Dusty, though, I know Barb does not like Dusty. Like at all, she says. A lot of people in the chat don't like Dusty. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I like. I was very young, obviously, when Dusty was managing the Cubs. I oh six was his last year, right? I want to say oh five before Lou. I think he was he was still in oh six. I think yeah, yeah, yes, he was right Um, before Lou. I I turned ten at the end of that season, so I don't remember a whole lot of like that era. Um, But like you said, like Dusty Baker was the right manager for the Astros. When they needed, like, when they needed a new, when they needed someone to come in and just kind of get them through the whole, like, the the bat, the end of that, the cheating scandal mm-hmm. and the backlash from that. Like, Dusty Baker's a lovable figure in baseball. A he's a good manager. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's been around baseball forever. He's just a, the guy that they needed to be. He didn't need to be this expert, like, in-game guy because they had so many good players anyway. Like. The, the players are going to be able to get a lot done without that. And not saying that Dusty isn't, but what they needed is a guy who could be the face of the yeah, team. Yeah, he was and, stewarding and, the ship. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I totally and, get what you're saying. There. And so I think Dusty was the guy, even though he didn't win until last year, he was the guy they needed to just get them out of that last era and into yeah. what they've been able to do the last couple of years. Yeah, Dusty, no, we no trust Uh Dub says, I like Dusty before the surgical gloves. <laughs> and those aren't surgical gloves. Those are uh, for shredding pulled pork. Yeah. <laughs> gloves he was wearing uh-huh. for a while. He was wearing the black gloves. Uh, anyway, he always treated people with respect, too. You know who else treats you respect? Diehards. If you're a diehard, you get the respect from anybody. Premium written oh, yeah. content for members at all chgo.com. 20% off all the events. Dope merch for all the teams. You get a free shirt when you become a member, and you get to be in the members-only Discord. By the way, CHGO tailgate coming up after that Thursday night, before the Thursday night football game. One more time for the third time this season, X-Golf. We'll give away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations. Check out, sign up, be a diehard, and get a shot at that X-Golf gift card. X-Golf nearest you. Find it at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. And while you're there, go right from there and check out FOCO because that's where you're going to get all your stuff this offseason. You gear up for the upcoming Cubs season. Maybe it's a hoodie. Shoot, you maybe want a straw hat, Aloha shirt, a polo. They've got everything. Set decorations. Where else are you going to get a Hayden Wesneski bobblehead? Or the Matt Schwarmer one. The Matt Schwarmer one might still be available. It still could be on there. Honestly, we should get it. It would be a great We addition. should. We should check. We should just call them up and say, hey, can you throw us that yeah. Schwarm dog uh, bobblehead? That's what we would like. <laughs> yeah. And so we appreciate them. We also appreciate uh, our distinguished guest, Michael Cerami, Bleacher Nation, for coming in. Just the second time, I thought, I thought it was the third, but that means... Now you got to come in a third time. Hey, Absolutely. I'm here anytime you guys want. We got a long off season, Sir Amy. Yep, I'll come in uh, the next show after the Soto trade, and we can play the clip of me saying the Soto trade. Soto is. trade. <laughs> hey, I said the last time you were here, I said Bellinger could have a big season because they were connecting him with their former Dodgers hitting yeah. coordinator. What happened? Credit to me, as Big always. Of you. Big of me to remind everybody. Big of you to remember. <laughs> Humble of you to remind. Well, that is. But anytime I remember something good happened, I remember it. Humble of Whenever you to remind, remind everyone Even if it, it didn't happen that way, that's the that's way fair. I remember it. That's fair. We all just want to be right in this world. Thank so. you for coming in. I uh, hope you'll come in again soon. And we are back live 120 tomorrow. We won't change the time on you. We'll be back 120 live right here on YouTube. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. 
Barb, he is a nice fellow. We'll Thank take him you. to Maybe Tom's. Maybe you and Ryan will take him to Tom's. Until then, fly the W. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, silly like the mayor.